Welcome to the Feast Podcast, the show about family, the joy of life, and of course, food. I'm your host, Sarah Kuntz, and I want to inspire you to explore simple, meaningful, and enduring ways to express yourself and share your joy through food and cooking. Here in North Texas, the mornings are cooler, the leaves are beginning to change color, and we are seeing more and more homes and yards decorated with skeletons, ghosts, and witches. But also, we're seeing a lot more pumpkins. Pumpkins are, of course, associated with harvest time and the fall season, and just so happen to be one of my favorite ingredients to work with and to bake with. So today, we're going to talk about pumpkins. We'll visit a pumpkin farm just north of Dallas, make some tasty roasted pumpkin seeds, and talk about some of the nutrition benefits of this often overlooked superfood. Preston Trail Farm is located in Gunter, Texas, about 50 miles north of downtown Dallas. It's a family-owned business and such a lovely place to visit year-round, as there's a hardware store, a cafe, petting farm with goats, sheep, cows, and longhorn cattle. From mid-September to mid-November, it's an extra fun place to visit as the pumpkin farm is open. They have a pumpkin patch, petting farms where you can feed the animals, a hay maze, hayride, and lots of photo ops. We had the pleasure of enjoying the pumpkin farm and interviewing the farmer's wife, Nanette Kimbrell. I'm going to have four more school buses to get in. Are y'all going to hang out and enjoy the farm? Yes, ma'am. So let me get my school buses in and then we can visit. How's that? Okay, great, great. Sounds good. Finding out some of the history of the farm, and we're we're aware it's a family farm. Um, if the pumpkins are grown here, and kind of the pumpkin season when when that starts. All right, I'm Nanette Kimbrell, and I'm the farmer's wife. And about 27ish years ago, my husband sold some pumpkins on a corner out of the back of his truck. And that's how it all started. 
he um we he had a farm so he was interested in what he could do with his farm what he wanted to grow what he wanted to do he had a little bit of um farming in his family history out in west texas with his grandfathers actually okay. cotton farmers one was very successful one didn't quite figure out how to do it but it kind of had that seed of farm history and farming in him. He's very entrepreneurial. And so he started selling a couple, some pumpkins out of the back of his truck. Just continued to grow over the last, say, 27 years. Mm -hmm. Did a pumpkin farm at the home farm and in, here in Salina, and then had a chance to get this property on Preston Road. So at that time, he decided to expand um, all around the pumpkin farm, but what else could you do to still keep the concept that he wanted, but have his employees have full-time jobs year-round? Yeah, you know, but that something that would sustain more than year-round, not just pumpkin season. Mm -hmm. So we wanted a concept that would be mostly around the pumpkins. Mm -hmm. So he did the feed store, the hardware, the cafe gifts kind of wanted just the old farm general store. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a quick overview of how it went from just in the back of the truck to what we have now, um, which is a year-round business. So we're open year-round. The animals are in the barn year-round. So this is our biggest season. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the year, from the day after Thanksgiving through Labor Day, there's no admission to come into the farm, so families in the communities can still come out, use the yard, feed the animals, and we just sell a big bucket of food for about $4, but there's no admission. Mm -hmm. So um, we like that even when it's not our big pumpkin season, we still have families coming out, playing in the yard, feeding the animals. So it's a lot of fun. here we um, we try to get as much growth as we can in the field this it's a little bit more of a clay soil right here and a too hot uh, sometimes some years like this year was very hot yeah so um, it's not ideal for growing bigger pumpkins so we try to get in at least enough pumpkins going in the field and bonds in the field so the kids can see the process from seed to um, flower to to pumpkin, to fruit, mm -hmm. um, but we do not grow them all here. Uh, most of them are from West Texas. My, uh, again, going back to my husband's um, family roots, and uh, so the it's soil, the soil more sandy soil, mm -hmm. and um, it's cooler at night, so your ground gets cool where the fruit sits. Mm -hmm. So we so we bring them in. Let's go to the the maidens. Yay! Gonna get lost. No. 
Get in. <laughs> oh, I can fit That way, that way, yeah. And then we have, I don't know if you saw, we have a little bit of cotton planted out there. I didn't know what it was. Uh huh. So there's some <laughs> cotton because that kind of goes into the history as well. Okay. And then we have some peach trees that we have planted to see how they do. I would love to do a peach festival someday, but so we're, we're playing with peach trees to kind of see what we can get in the way of peaches because that would be a different season. Yeah. I can sit through day here. Hey, we already went this way. No, we gotta go this way. We already went that way. Are we lost? Nope. We'll be stuck in here forever. Did y'all do the hayride? We did the hayride. So did you see on the hayride that next year we'll have silos out there? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what we'll add for next. We try to add something every year. And so next year we're going to add silos that families can rent and stay in like a little B&B top. Um, I don't know that I'm going to cook any breakfast, but the cafe can. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be our next adventure is to have the silos out there. But not, but really slow. Tired! What? <laughs> I didn't even know about it. You can't fix it if I don't know about it. Okay. Hmm? Hey Rod, hey Maze, food for the animals. In the weekend we do a little train that'll go through the field, through the patch for the little kids. So we do that. We do a um, farm camp in the summer for kids four years old to 11. So they come out for a week, just a day camp. No, no, no sleepover. Yeah. Uh, so they come out from like nine to one and they plant pumpkin seeds, they shear sheep, they learn about the tractor and gears and small equipment and tools. Um, so, and then they do the regular kind of camp fun games, but it all has a farm theme. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. They're not real. Well, they're to attract the real ones. So I'm sure the real bets come eventually. Where are the real ducks? Yeah, it is. It's fun because we have we do have some kids who um, know a lot about farming. And then we have other kids who haven't experienced it at all. So it's just fun getting to see both. We do have a, a lot of the local school spring, and even like we had a Plano school, we have McKinney schools. You know, a lot of the schools around here do bring their field trips out. And um, a lot of pre-K, kinder, first grade is the bulk of it. But then we have art, um, art classes come out. We have um, journalism classes come out. We have agriculture classes come out. 
we probably have 50 to 60,000 people come through our farm from the middle of September till until Thanksgiving. Our kids work out here. Their spouses work out here. Um, we have a, we have a lot of employees who have been with us for over 30 years. So if it wasn't a great place to be and work, you know, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be doing that. Um, we're open year round during our pumpkin season. We're open eight in the morning to eight at night. When it's not pumpkin season, we won't be open quite so late, more like six o'clock. But um, kids, it's it's really good all ages. That's what I love about it. Like when you see people do birthday parties out here, everybody from the littlest ones to the grandparents or the elderly, you know, can still in, just enjoy the environment. Oh, my kitty got out. What got out? What got Oh, he's escaping. Headed for the freeway. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank y'all. Well, y'all come back. Come back and don't, don't do a podcast. Just hang out and oh, relax. No, we will because and visit. we actually have two other kids and they're going to be jealous. Um, they're in school right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Disappointed we can't bring them. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably come back before the end of the season. Please do. Ask yeah, for me when you're here. I'd love to see you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, well, I, it's my favorite thing to talk about, so I like that. I talk about my kids, talk about the farm. We actually have another business here in Gunter, Texas, so we, we like it. We'll talk about it all day. So pumpkins are a type of winter squash. They are in season in the fall and they can be stored throughout the winter. Pumpkins originate from Central America, specifically Mexico. The first pumpkins were small, they were hard and bitter with a durable exterior, making it ideal for surviving harsh weather. They were an integral part of the ancient Mexican diet. The flesh was cooked down and various spices added. They were used in sauces, tamales, and they roasted the seeds.
In Mexican markets today, you will find calabaza, which is the Spanish word for pumpkin or squash. You will find bulbous and beige, round and green striped, or bumpy and yellow with crooked necks. You won't find the jack-o'-lantern style pumpkins. The jack-o'-lantern style pumpkins were first cultivated by Native Americans, where the squash was planted alongside beans and corn. Native Americans consumed the pumpkin baked, boiled, roasted, and dried. They even turned the dried pumpkin pieces into rich flour. In the United States, 1.5 billion, did you hear that? Billion pounds of pumpkin are produced each year. 1.5 billion pounds. Illinois is the largest producer of pumpkins and they produce 564 million pounds. It harvests twice as many pumpkin acres as any of the other top producing states. Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and California are the other top producing states. 80% of the U.S.'s pumpkin crop is available during October. So out of the 1.5 billion pounds, over 800 million pumpkins are ripe in a single month. That must be why we see pumpkins everywhere right now. So the cooking uses of pumpkin. Probably one of the most popular ways to use pumpkin is in pumpkin pie. Pumpkin is a versatile ingredient that can be used in both sweet and savory recipes. So, you know, let's start listing some of the things you can put pumpkin in. So pumpkin bread, pumpkin muffins, pie, you can add it to smoothies, pancakes, waffles, bagels, chips, pasta, so many things. There's even a New York Times recipe for pumpkin cornbread, which is really good. It's moist, it has a deeper yellow color, and you can't really tell that it has pumpkin other than the color of the cornbread, but it's really good. Um, Pumpkin is a great way to give a punch of vitamin A, fiber, micronutrients, and a pretty orange color. Pumpkin adds moisture to breads and can help you to use less fat in your recipes because of the moisture the pumpkin is adding. You can make pumpkin and squash soup. You can roast pumpkin with other vegetables, like on a sheet pan, with sweet potatoes, onions, carrots. You can add apples for added sweetness. Okay, so I want to talk to you guys about pumpkin puree. So that canned pumpkin, like the 100% pure pumpkin. So you wonder, okay, this, it says pumpkin, right? (laughs) And something I have noticed if I have done, if I've used a, a pie pumpkin, so one of those smaller pumpkins 
and baked it and then scooped out the flesh and pureed it. It's always been a lighter color as compared to the canned pumpkin. So I've been curious about that. So I did some research about what kind of pumpkin is used for the canned pumpkin. Well, in the United States, there's a particular kind of pumpkin that's used for canning, and it's called the Dickinson pumpkin or the Dickinson squash. So in Illinois, there's a cannery that um, cans a lot of pumpkin for the United States, and they use this Dickinson pumpkin. And it's a tan colored pumpkin with a uniform smooth skin that is much larger than your average field pumpkin. So if you're thinking about jack-o'-lanterns, it's even bigger. And their taste is nothing like a field pumpkin, which is actually a very good thing as field pumpkins are not all that tasty. So if you were to cook a jack-o'-lantern, it's not the best flavor you could have. The flesh tends to be more watery and stringy. And even, you know, with the roasting, you're not getting a lot of flavor. And it's going to be just different. So it is pumpkin. It's just a different variety. You'll notice it has a really rich orange color. And if you were to once again do a pie pumpkin, it's going to be a lighter color. Um, but I think I think it's really good with a pie pumpkin. If you're making a pie and you cook the pie pumpkin and do the puree, it's delicious. So just to clarify about the canned pumpkin. So a note of caution on the pumpkin foods. There's a lot of pumpkin flavored processed foods out there. So they can be fun and tasty to enjoy, like the pumpkin pie flavored chips or pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin donuts. Well, even some of these don't have actual pumpkin, but instead just the pumpkin pie spice is added. So these can be fun foods to enjoy during the fall season, but they're not full of nutrition, like eating it with roasted vegetables, adding to your oatmeal and smoothies, homemade pumpkin bread and muffins where you can control the amount of sweetness, adding in whole wheat flour and the oils that you use. So don't go too heavy on the pumpkin flavored processed foods, but try to use it in other ways. Like just, you know, you're having oatmeal and you add some pumpkin to it. You're boosting the nutrition. You can add it to your smoothie, roasting vegetables. So not so much on the pumpkin chips and pumpkin spice lattes. There's just a lot of added sugar. All right, so the nutrition of pumpkin, we'll just look at the numbers, the rundown. So you have half a cup of canned pumpkin. It provides 70 calories, two grams of protein, three and a half grams of fat, 
10 grams of carbohydrate, three and a half grams of fiber, you get 100% of your daily value of vitamin A. Pumpkin is a good source of vitamin K, copper, vitamin E, iron, magnesium, vitamin C, and potassium. So relatively, it's a low calorie food and it has a good amount of fiber, a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat, a moderate amount of carbohydrate. And then for pumpkin seeds, so looking at one quarter of a cup has 80 calories, four grams of protein, seven grams of fat, two grams of carbohydrate. It's a rich source of the minerals, copper, magnesium, phosphorus, and zinc. So pumpkin seeds, they're a little bit more energy dense. So they're a little bit, they're higher in fat for the amount that you're consuming. Um, a, a good amount of protein, low in carbohydrate. So you're getting more fat, more protein in the seeds than in the flesh. This is Jeremy. Today we're talking about pumpkins, right? Pumpkins. And every year about this time, we start to see pumpkin coffee, pumpkin tea, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin pie, pumpkin cake, pumpkin soda, pumpkin Oreo cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin sauce, pumpkin cereal, pumpkin brownies, etc., etc., pumpkin, etc. And it is, after all, the season, right? But so many people eat pumpkin in so many different ways without asking this very important question. Is pumpkin a fruit or is it a vegetable? Now, maybe you know the answer. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think you know the answer. Pumpkins. Fruit or vegetable? That is the question. Right now, Skylark Nutrition is working with artist Evelyn Morgan to create the first issue of Fruit versus Vegetables, a 20-page graphic novel which will be our very first nutrition education publication. Fruit versus Vegetables will not only entertain and intrigue young readers through its fun and dramatic storyline, but also teach about food and nutrition. The book will also teach lessons about getting along with those who are different from you, as well as teach children to embrace diversity. This issue is planned to be the first of many 
and will establish a launching point for the many stories that will arise from this epic rivalry. But we need your help. We're asking you to consider a donation of any amount to go toward the creation and publication of Fruit vs. Vegetables number one. Please visit www.skylarknutrition.com forward slash publications to learn about how you can help us bring our ideas to life. Supporters of this project, depending on the level of support, will enjoy a number of different benefits such as recognition on the Feast podcast, assessment and consultation sessions with a registered dietitian, and a digital copy of Fruit versus Vegetables. Thank you for your support, and thanks again from our whole family for listening to the Feast podcast. The kids and I picked out pumpkins for carving this week, and boy, those big jack-o'-lantern pumpkins sure have lots of seeds. I read that each pumpkin contains around 500 seeds. Well, we didn't count, so I cannot verify that number, but our two jack-o'-lantern pumpkins produced a sheet pan full of seeds, and this was a half sheet pan, so a very good-sized sheet pan. Well... This recipe is so simple. You'll for sure want to try it if you're carving a pumpkin this fall. We're going to go through the easy process of roasting pumpkin seeds. What you want to do is clean out your pumpkin. We found that it's fastest and easiest pulling all the seeds out by hand. Uh, it's actually worth getting out of the gilly on the hands. Mm-hmm. Is it easier to use your hands than yes. a spoon? Yeah, way And then you'll follow up with an ice cream scoop to scoop out the pulp along the sides so you're not having to scrape with your nails. I'm gonna scrape all the edges clean. I did try some variations and I did try just using my hands and it was definitely easiest for grabbing the seeds so you don't have all the pulp attached to it. But then when you're scraping out and cleaning out the pumpkin after you've gotten the seeds, you're going to want to follow up with the ice cream scoop and it's way easier. Hey, Titus. You're going to separate the seeds from the pulp. Is it supposed to look scary? Yeah. No. Or spooky? No. no. It's supposed to be a happy face. Yes. Okay. Said it's terrible. I well, I think it looks good. So let's rinse off our seeds, Titus, so we can roast them. I dropped the seed on the quarter. Rinse your seeds in a colander. Okay, let's do this. Let's rinse some more. (laughs) 
if you do it in a bowl, they'll just be swimming around. And then the pulp in there will just kind of stay in there. So it's much better. Use a colander, rinse them off, get out a sheet pan, spread onto the sheet pan. Okay, so we have our pumpkin seeds from our two pumpkins. I'm just putting them on a sheet pan. We rinse them off. Drizzle with oil. We used avocado oil. You could also use canola oil or coconut oil, but something with a high smoke point since you're roasting. So don't use butter or extra virgin olive oil. Those will smoke. All right, we're gonna do, we're gonna use avocado oil. Sprinkle salt over your pumpkin seeds. Get some salt, stir them around and then put into a 425 degree oven. Did you see the hate Ryan hay made it in the, in the, in the feeding push in the pen place? Did you see that? It'll take about 15 minutes for them to get nicely toasted and ready to enjoy. Hey, let's check on them. Are they done? Watch out, the pan is very hot. Check them after 10 minutes in case they're done a little faster. We checked in five minute increments because I wasn't quite sure how long they would take, but it ended up taking 15 minutes. So let's see. <gasps> Did they look great? Did you already have one? Good. Was it better than raw? Yeah, they're way better than raw. <laughs> the With the pulp all over it? Yucky. Mommy, I haven't had some. Roasted pumpkin seeds. A special note on pumpkin seeds. Sometimes you see pumpkin seeds that are green and they can be called pepitas or pumpkin seeds. And this green part, it's the inner seed found inside the white hole. I have found it confusing myself when I have seen pumpkin seeds and they're green and out of the pumpkin, I always see them white. So that is just some clarification. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Feast Podcast and joining my family on our food adventures. To receive notifications about new episodes, remember to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Also, we're always excited to hear from our listeners. Send us an email to info at skylarknutrition.com with your food and nutrition-related comments and questions. 
as well as your ideas for show topics. Finally, I'd like to leave you with these wise words from Linus. There are three things you should never discuss with people. Religion, politics, and the Great Pumpkin. Bye for now. The Feast Podcast is a production of Skylark Nutrition, a nutrition services provider offering individual nutrition consultations and assessments, customized corporate wellness programming, and community nutrition education. For more information, visit www.skylarknutrition.com. Thanks for listening. Why? Let's see you. Let's see you. No. <laughs>